0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft. I'm joined today by uh, Jake Jackman, it's obviously the international break at the minute, so how are you enjoying the international break, uh, Jake?
1: yeah enjoying it. I mean missing out on football, but there's always football going on. Don't mind watching a bit of England. I'm not one of those haters of the international break like some people I think well i
0: am a, I am a little bit that's you know um i'm I'm gonna put it out there and say I do miss championship Premier League football um you know supporting England's been decent, hasn't it this last twelve months but um just just one or two games to look out for for me I can't cope with that if I'm honest <laughs> um so that is frustrating. But let's keep it championship, obviously, orientated straight into who we think the manager of the month should be, Jake. Um, Plenty of candidates, or or should I say there's two what do stand out. But what's your thoughts uh, regarding managers, what do stand out in your eyes?
1: Yeah, I think the obvious ones have got to be um, Lee Bowyer at Charlton. I think he's done excellently. Everybody's predicting them to... To struggle and and they've done quite well. Obviously, they're in second, which is it, it's incredible. I think they're outperforming their underlying stats a little bit. I think they maybe it will level yeah. itself out, and they're on a, a bit of a hot streak. But you know, results are results, and it is a results business. And, and four wins, two draws, you can't, you know, you can't criticize them at all. In some of the games they've had, you know, they went away to Reading. Uh, they've been. Tipped as a team that could go and do something this year with some of the sign-ins impressed against Cardiff home. They went there and won 2 0. Beat Brentford. Brentford, a team of a lot of people like Nottingham Forest a, a draw, and then obviously beating Stoke and Blackburn. You know, they've got it's not like they've had an easy run of it. They've had some, some tricky games as they all are in the League. Yeah, definitely, There's some noticeably yeah. tricky ones there. So I think that they're definitely he definitely deserves um credit. Obviously Cooper at, at Swansea. People thought that might have been an appointment that that went awfully. Um, Maybe he would have come into senior football and not done quite as well as he did in youth football, but he's brought in a, a few players that he knows. Freddie Woodman, the goalie uh, on loan from Newcastle, I know well as a Newcastle yeah. fan. He's, he, he knows Cooper through youth football, and he's obviously used his connections there, and he's come in and been one of the better goalies in in the championship during the first six, six, uh, five or six weeks. Top of the league, nobody expected him to be there. Everybody thought if they sold McBurney, they, they'd struggle but yet, they are sitting top of the league and, and they've re- uh, reintegrated a couple of players there, Borgia Baston, Andre ayu di- it can sometimes be difficult to, to bring those players into a squad because there's a lot of young players there not getting paid a lot, I'm sure Ayu and Baston are getting paid double, treble, maybe four times as much as some of those players and can sometimes be difficult to manage that one, um, but he's hmm. done really well there, Re- really bringing those two in, and they're the two players that have a lot of quality in this division and probably shouldn't be playing in the Championship, but he, he's my they're, they're there. Nobody else wants them, and the way he's, I think the way he's managed the squad, um, in addition to some of the tactical stuff, of course, but the way he's just managed that you know, difficult selection of egos, and um, Andre Ayew, nobody would have expected him to turn it on in the Championship, yet he's, he's done really well at the start of the season. I think those two have got to be the main two. Um Yeah. I think and I think I still would have went for these two even if um if Leeds would have beaten Swansea before the international break. I think these two were the standout ones. I don't think I mean that result really does give Cooper an extra boost, but I still think I would have spoken about him above Bielsa purely just because of the the different different um expectations of of, of the two clubs. Um there's a few others around as well, I think um, Mark Warburton maybe deserves a little bit of credit for how he started off a QPR, nobody gave him yeah. a hope and I think they've delivered some really good performances um, maybe haven't got the results they've deserved, they might might even say that they deserve to have more than 10 points um, with some of their performances So uh, I, th- I think that it's got to be Cooper and Bowie at the top two but I, I would give a little bit of credit to Warburton as well, maybe one that uh, other people might not and at West Brom, Billich is, is, has an unbeaten start but if maybe uh, the three draws there maybe just um, discredit him a little bit compared to the other other two I've discussed, but yeah, it's got to be one of the top two, and I'd probably go Boia to be honest, just because I I just think it's incredible they they're unbeaten
0: and they've got four wins. I've got to agree with you, yeah. Um, you, you, you can't look past the top two. Uh, like you said, you, you kind of stole my next question regarding if, if it had been a different outcome versus Leeds. Um, we all know what Leeds are about, and I'm sure, yeah, they're, they're going to be thereabouts come the end of the season. Uh, but Swansea, like you say, six games five wins only conceding four goals and scoring 12 with 16 points sat first in the league um obviously fantastic start from cooper there and, and swansea city which you've touched on uh, but for me yeah if i had to choose as well i'd i'd probably go with bowyer despite them being in second place just because f- for me and, and probably most people they're just completely overachieving at the minute like you say i reckon you know, as, as time goes on and we're only six games in, as I always keep saying, it's early days, um, they will probably s- start to slowly uh, drop lower in the league. But as, you know, as as the season started and, and without defeat yet, which is unbelievable for a Char- Charlton side that most people probably tipped to go down this season, conceding five goals, scoring 11 as well. Uh, only one of three teams who've, you know, remained unbeaten. And, and you, I know you mentioned his name, but that, that was going to bring me on to Billich. Um, I know you said that they got three ju- draws, but do you not think there is more of a case that B- Billich could potentially be, you know, do better in the running for manager of the month than we think with him, you know, like, say, being unbeaten, Jake? Because I think up to now, West Brom have gone under the radar slightly. And I know... A lot of people know what West Brom are all about, and I expect them to be up there. I think I had them in my predictions to be second at the end of the season. Um, but has Billich started better than you thought in this in this first six games? Yeah,
1: I, th- I think the thing about Billich um, is it's difficult because he's, um, they've conceded a goal in every game they've played. Um, they've had a few difficult draws. Derby um, and Reading... Are probably games they should be winning and millwall as well you see look yeah. at those three games they could they could really be at least five or six wins um so i think they've had quite a kind opening of the season and and the fact they've conceded as many as seven goals is it's a little bit of a worry for me to be honest louis I, I think that they should be doing a little bit better um okay but okay. yeah I, I i think i want to see more from them i think that you could, i'd even talk about bielsa as, as having done a better job than than village and being more deserving of a manager of the month award i think that their overall performance as leads so have just been another level and although they're only on 13 points i think they, they've probably been the best team if you if you look at it on, on the the chances created and yeah the chances they're given up i think they've still been the best team and, and as the season goes on it the, the league table will likely show that
0: well they've still only conceded three goals haven't they the least amount in the division and we can go back to the Leeds United-Swansea game and, and say that, you know, on another day, that Leeds would have picked up at least a point in that game. You, you, you know, many people might have said that Swansea were lucky, particularly scoring a goal in the 90th minute. You no, know, it's still credit to Swansea to go in, You know, go to Ellen mode and pick up points of all three points because not many teams will do that this season. But, you know, t- with 21 shots at goal, I know Leeds only had three on target. Um, and again... You've got to praise Swansea City for that, but like we say on another day, I think Leeds United will be getting at least one point in every home game that they will play this season. So I can I completely agree with what you're saying. You know, I I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill uh, Bealsesorry does win a couple of uh, Manager of the Month awards throughout the course of the season. So let's move on to Player of the Month. Uh, obviously loads of candidates for this from goalkeepers to strikers midfielders you know in terms of assists and goals scored what names stand out for you in particular jake
1: yeah i think there's there's a few here that i'd like to talk about um i think one of the obvious ones is Lowell taylor similar to Charlton. yeah he's, he's come up from league one done excellently got five goals i know there's been a few penalties in that but he's he stepped up and shown that he can score goals in this division uh, and it's been a real figurehead for that Charlton team and if you watch Charlton a, a lot of he, he is really a figurehead and he does do a lot for the team in terms of work rate and holding the ball up um obviously scores the goals so yeah he's had an excellent start to the season and, and the fact he's transitioned <laughs> upper league makes his achievements so you know a little bit more deserving of praise than some mm-hmm. of the other people that you might look at for goals um in in terms of scoring goals, uh, obviously Mitrovic is up there, but we know what he can do in this division, and I don't know if he's done enough to deserve a manage, uh, a player of the month award. Um, another one I think is Johnny Williams. I think he's had a really good start of the season. Yeah, yes, and, uh, and obviously uh, Johnson from Preston's another one. He, he started well and and looks like he's really stepping up after Robinson left the club, um, and I think he's been he talked about for this award. So there's quite a few. Um another one is is John Swift and obviously Freddie Woodman. I think that for me they, they're the players that really jump out most of all for me as a potential player of the month winners. I'd probably go Lyle Taylor. Um I just think he's he's done excellently and obviously got the goals and and Charlton's achievements have just been so have just been so incredible really for a club that yeah. were scrambling around their manager left the club but then came back and they're scrambling around for players and they've managed to put together this run and Lord Taylor's just been a constant throughout all of it. So I think he, he, he probably deserves it for me.
0: Okay, I've got a slightly different view. I agree in the fact that Taylor should definitely be a candidate. He's scored five goals so far as well as Mitrovic, Hugill and Baston at Swansea. Um, it's interesting that you also mentioned Johnny Williams because I think he's gone under the radar a little bit at Uh, Charlton and and done particularly well this season as has John Swift both of those players with four assists this season Uh, but the player for me who I think will win player of the month is is Johnson at Preston. Um, He's scored four goals and got three assists so contributing to seven goals in total uh, in just six games. He's been like Certainly a clog in their wheel. The games that I've seen him play, Um, I know he's managed to score a few penalties, um, but other than that, you know his creativity as well has has just been fantastic so far this season. There is is other players what have scored four goals in the division as well, such as Bamford, uh, Grabben, uh, Grant at Huddersfield, and another player what's been great. Again, one of my favourite players in the division, Ollie Watkins. Um I don't think he'll win the award on this occasion, uh, but for me if I had to choose, like I said, um I'd go with Johnson. So we're both going with Bowyer for manager, Jake, and you're going with Taylor from Charlton for the player award and I'm going with Johnson, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's how I see it. Yeah, we'll wait for the outcome of that one then. Um, but during the international break as well, Uh, Jake, we've discussed many times on this podcast this last few weeks if we think there'll be any managerial changes. Um, in-goings or outcomings well over the past few days as we record uh, we've had confirmation of, of two managers in the division which is Gary Monk to Sheffield Wednesday and Danny Cowley and his brother to Huddersfield Town. let's talk about Gary Monk initially now I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan so I'll, I'll offer my insight and opinion after you Jake I'm intrigued to hear what you're going to say um, what's your thoughts on the appointment of Monk at Sheffield Wednesday is that good for their short and long term future So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Um, It's a difficult one, really. I, I didn't really expect Gary Monk to come back into football this quickly. Um, mm. I think that the way he left Birmingham was just weird. Um, he didn't sort of a lot of stuff about transfers and agents and, and weird stuff going on behind the scenes. It was a little bit concerning. Normally when a story like that emerges, uh, the manager in question normally takes a little bit of time out and, and sorts stuff out. And it might be that he was getting stuff in order to take over at, at Sheffield Wednesday, and that's why the appointment's taken so long. It's. I think he, he's a good manager, to be honest. I think he did quite well at Swansea in a difficult situation in, in yeah. the Premier League, did well at... Leeds for a long time, um, probably should have finished in the playoffs that season. But thought he did quite well, to be honest, and was one of the few managers that that went into Leeds and did quite a good job before Bielsa. So obviously Beal is a, is another level of coach. But for for a long time, Monk was probably the best manager they had at Leeds, um, and obviously went on and didn't do great at Middlesbrough. Maybe maybe managing a relegated club is is a completely different thing to. Managing a a stable championship club trying to get promotion it can be very difficult and to manage yeah. a, manage the squad change things about and and get yourself competing it can be very difficult. And we've seen the struggle uh, the struggle that Stoke have had the the problems that Middlesbrough have had since it, it it is a difficult one so I won't judge him too much on that, and I think he did really well at Birmingham. Very difficult situation to go in there. It he won was at financial problems. Um, a very big squad. Um, to start off with. Um, a team that was losing a lot of the time and, and he did, he, he came in and did very well there I thought he, he, he stabilised it, got them to stay up and I thought for a long period last season they looked like they could push for the playoffs and the points deduction stuff happened and made that difficult but mm. I think that he, he's done really well um, in a lot of the jobs And but I just think we haven't seen him do amazingly well, it's just been quite steady and I think that Sheffield Wentz, they need somebody now that can take them to the next level and get them competing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's managing a, a squad. Sheffield United, to me, are a squad with a lot of big reputation championship players, but not many of them have done it in the last 12, 18 months. It, they, they're living off reputations a little bit, and they need somebody to go in there and, and to turn them into the, the the players that they once were. And maybe age has got to them, they're never going to be those players again, but. It it's an interesting t- challenge going in Sheffield Wednesday. I think they they made a few good sign ins uh during the summer. I think Harris is a good sign in, I think Murphy's a good sign in, added some pace to the team. I think there's there's something to work with there, definitely. But it, it's they sh- they should see the season as a as a you know, the first of, of Gary Monk. Give him time, give him give him time with these players, let him bring a couple of players in. Um yeah. Do, do a little bit of his own business, shape the squad. And then next season, it, it, it's going to be the one we're going to really see him because it's so difficult to come into a club this early. But it's a, it's a good appointment for, for Wednesday on the whole. I think it, 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 they did the right thing, bringing in a manager. Uh, getting you know, It would have been, for a time, it looked like they might give uh, Bullen a go, but I think they've done the right thing. And I think Monk's got something to prove now. He's had a few big jobs in the championship, and now he really needs to go and cement himself a, as a, a coach that can go on and win promotion.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think from my point of view, I agree that, you know, Monk is a good manager at this level. Uh, I think he'll bring more consistency in results at Sheffield Wednesday than than what Lee Bullen may have done. Uh, you know, Lee, Lee Bullen's done a great job as, as caretaker manager, you know, for, on numerous occasions now. Um, I just think his lack of experience and, what have you, is just let him down slightly in, in, in a couple of key fixtures that we've played this season and, and similar happened last season as well when Jos Kai left. Um, but in terms of Gary Monk, you know, he, he wasn't my first choice, actually. Um, Chris Hewton was, but, you know, he he, he supposedly rejected the job and, and he's rejected a few. But after that, it would have been Danny Cowley who we're going to come on to at Huddersfield. Um, I think Cowley would have been a risk, uh, but at the same time, he... Is you know at Lincoln City, you know his his, his record is, is second to none with two promotions and um, his his win percentage was you know unbelievably high. I think it was about fifty three percent. And I like to him just being given a chance at Sheffield Wednesday, you know, a uh, a bigger club in a in a higher division. Um, but having said that, Gary Monk in many ways and and Danny Callow are very similar. The the only you know difference that you can Distinguish between both guys is that Monk's just got more experience as a championship manager and at a higher level, uh, particularly with Swansea City, um, but they're both 40-year-old, so for me, like I say, Monk will bring consistency to Sheffield Wednesday, he knows the division inside out, um, if you look at his win percentages actually, um, at, at, the, at the clubs in the championship, Leeds United, 47%. Uh, very good win percentage there if, if you if you're bordering 50% or well, roughly around that estimate then you're doing very well. 25 wins in 53 games there. Middlesbrough 46% win percentage you probably wouldn't have thought it would have been that high but 12 wins in just only the 26 games. and a 32% win percentage for Birmingham but like you said in difficult circumstances 19 wins from 59 there. Um, so yes once it gets to January he's had a transfer window, um, probably got a f- rid of a couple of players and, and brought a few in. I think if he is Given time, then definitely, um, he's def he's, he's definitely one of the the better managers that were available. I'm just, you know, thanking the Lord that we didn't bring in such as a, a Tony Pulis or, or an Alan Pardew. Uh, for me, it had to be Danny Cowley or or Gary Monk. Um, so time will tell with Monk, and I hope things. Obviously, from, from my perspective, supporting Sheffield Wednesday, but I, I'm really hoping things work out for the best um, and see what he can do this season. And then if not, like you've already said, Jake, it'll, everything might be riding on next season now because he's, he's got, you know, he's going to take a, a few months to adapt and, and find his first 11 um, to start with uh, with all the strikers that we've got and and players on loan so we'll see how that one pans out but then let's let's discuss Cowley yes we've touched on it already or should I say hi I have uh, in particular but he's been announced as Huddersfield town boss when it looked like that wasn't going to happen only probably four or five days ago supposedly down to uh, wages maybe more likely um, but it's been confirmed today so what's your opinion on that one Jake
1: yeah, I th- I think this one's a, a really exciting appointment. It's a gamble for sure. Um, Huddersfield though have not been up to much at the start of the season. They've got a good mm-hmm. squad there. I don't think he can come in and do much worse than, than they've already done. And and it's a and it's an exciting appointment, one that the fans will really get behind. I think Danny Cowley uh, and his brother uh, have done really really well in in the lower leagues. Um, got Lincoln promoted. From the conference up to League One, I think, and and even this season, they've been one of the better teams during the first month of the season, and look look like they could go again and and maybe challenge for ch- uh, promotion to the championship. They're really innovative, um, working people. They're very into the, the sort of the details and the, the analytics of the game, and and they really do put in the extra extra yards, and and it's not a surprise that Lincoln we've run a lot more professionally under them in the conference and now they're in League One and, and really fulfilling the size of that club. So yeah. the fact that they've done that there, I think they can go into a championship club and, and do really well and and, and and get them up there because they're just I think they're English coaches that, that deserve a chance and they've been given one. Similar to sort of Gary Rowett going in at, at Stoke um, last season and of course Nathan Jones going in at Stoke. Stoke have brought in a couple of these highly rated lower league managers that haven't quite had the experience and it hasn't really gone well. So it's interesting that Huddersfield, you know, another relegated club have gone a similar mm-hmm. way. Um, I think the one thing I would say is H- Huddersfield have got a, a much younger, um, less, less difficult squad than Stoke maybe have with, with those high earners and um, just being a premier club that, that had the the Pulis Hughes style for a long time and changing that can take time. I don't think it's going to be, it's difficult for for Cowley at Huddersfield. I think they've got players there that can play play the type of football he wants to play. I think they'll be very good to watch. Um, I think it, it's going to be good for um, Alex Pritchard. Is one that will benefit. I think Colin Grant will benefit. I think some of, some of the sort of foreign attackers they've got um, will benefit from it. And Penza is, is one that I think it, it could. Um, not in Penza, sorry, dear Carby uh, is one that could could really benefit from it. Um, he's got so much talent and, and this manager will change could go well for him. I, did, yeah. I, just, I just think that they've got talent in that squad uh, and I think that in, in Cowley they've got a, a fresh start. It's, it, it's quite a good match for where Huddersfield are now and, it's, and it, it, he's leaving Lincoln in, in such a safe job to take the step up to Huddersfield but I think that it's quite a good fit for him. Um, probably a better fit than Sheffield Wednesday would have been. Um, to be honest, I think that Huddersfield have already got all the tools to to be successful. Um, they just need that manager that that can give it. It will it, be interesting to see how the players take him, because a lot of them have played Premier League football very recently, and, and to have this this coach that you know has never managed above League One, and and even in League One he's only got a handful of matches. It, it's a huge gamble, but. I think it's one that's worth taking. Um, and I think that I'd be shocked if he wasn't the successor at Huddersfield. I really would be. I think that him and his brother are such a good team. You saw what they did in the FA Cup, when at Lincoln as well, obviously going all the way, I think it's was the quarterfinals, wasn't it? They went so far with a long league team. They They, 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 are, did, just, yeah. they are just yeah, they're excellent football minds. They deserve a chance. and It's good to see young... British coaches down in, in League One and League Two being given chances by Championship clubs, and it's a surprise that maybe they've gone for him after seeing what what's happening with Jones and and Stoke. But I think we need that one real success story to to make sure that the clubs continue to take a chance in, on young English coaches. And I think this these two um, the manager, obviously the brothers, manager assistant manager, these these two could really be the ones to to make that path. One that that is used a lot more often and i I hope they are i i I think just the way that they go about the game um just how hard working and and the the attention to detail um when you read a lot of stories about them, just how obsessive they are about their jobs and and just the, the extra mile they go is maybe quite rare for non non league and lower league managers, but they they're just a different breed of of coach coming yeah. up through the leagues and and I just really hope they are a success uh, and they are the uh Sort of the lightning bearers for for these people to come up through the leagues and manage in, in the championship and hopefully then go into the Premier League as well. I think that they've got a, they've got a really bright future. It's a gamble. I think going to Huddersfield. I think that they could have waited and, and a better job would have come along, but it, it's good to see them taking a gamble. And I think that just the upside of Huddersfield, that there's definitely an opportunity for them there. And I think they'll be. successful.
0: Yeah, I agree with you in many ways in the fact that you know it's good to see english managers at that age being given the opportunities because they certainly deserve it what they've what they've achieved in in their careers so far and the only thing i disagree with you slightly jake is saying that um and this isn't me being biased by the way but you know you said about um the Cowley's going to huddersfield probably more suited than the sheffield wednesday job i'm just concerned that if they'd have taken the Sheffield Wednesday job, maybe they'd have had a more opportunity to prove themselves because Sheffield Wednesday have essentially got nothing to prove this season, if that makes sense. Whereas the Huddersfield, I just really hope for their sake that they haven't gone there and it turns into a similar situation to the Nathan Jones at Stoke City. Because you know Stoke City you could say there's a there's a bad egg there at the minute uh, essentially and and you know Jones is probably not the problem um and I just really hope like say for Danny Cowley and his brothers sake that they haven't gone there and you know with the expectation of Huddersfield fans coming down from the Premier League and you know that they've started that badly that is top 6 even a you know minimum expectation anymore i'm not so sure so for that reason like i say there's there's concerns and question marks but again it's not over those you know danny cowley as a manager uh, it's more of a club like you say they could have maybe um stuck around and hung out for another job that may have made more sense in terms of a club like um a nottingham forest or or even a, a, a preston where the you know can take a club to that next level Huddersfield should already be at that next level and sitting in the top six in the league so yes I know that you know it's the beginning of the season and they've, they've got a lot of time on their hands um but you know we, we've talked so much about Nathan Jones this past month or so and how things aren't working out for him at the minute and it's not his fault um like I say I just I just don't want that scenario again at another club in in the championship because I really hope and, and you know even though a rival to my team, I I wish him the best at Huddersfield and be great to see, you know, what what can I say? The next Eddie Howe um, managing a a club in the Premier League as, as well as he's, he's doing with Bournemouth. So that takes us nicely into previews and predictions because let's continue with the uh, Huddersfield and Sheffield Wednesday theme. Um, Both, Teams playing on Sunday, which would be the 15th for 12 o'clock kickoff. What's your preview and prediction with this one, Jake, with two managers now incoming head-to-head um, in that fixture?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting one. I think it's going to be too soon to judge either, either mm-hmm. manager. Um, both are going to want to change a few things. I, I've, I've probably think that Shifford Wednesday are a little bit more settled, to be honest. They've had three wins this year. Um, the new signings there have settled in quite well. And and I think that they're I just think that they're, they're going to go into it a little bit more settled. But then, Huddersfield have got got the home advantage. They've got the um, new managers. The atmosphere is always great. They're one of the better atmospheres in the league. So it's going to be a difficult one to call. Really, I probably probably yeah, it is. set the fence to say um, a one old draw. But I think Huddersfield are probably the more likely winners just just for that home advantage. But. Yeah, I'd, I'd sit on the fence and say a draw.
0: I really hope you weren't going to say a one-all draw because that's what I'm going to say. And and <laughs> the reasons behind it is, you know, Huddersfield have lost four on the bounce now. Sheffield Wednesday have lost the last two league fixtures as well. Um, so not great form from either side. Uh, but with Sheffield Wednesday, I'd have been quietly confident going into this fixture. I'd have probably have picked, predicted a 2-1 Wednesday win if... You know, Cowley hadn't been appointed this week and, and they were still managerless. Uh, but with Cowley, it's going to obviously bring that spark. Um, you know, a lot to play for now. They need to build momentum, but so does Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Huddersfield could also be sat bottom of the league on Sunday as well if, if Stoke managed to pick up a point or more um, on the on the sat, Saturday prior to, the, to this fixture. Uh, so, yeah, that's my reasoning behind just predicting 1-1, it's it's on Sky and, and like I say, both managers will not want to lose this, this first contest, will they? Um, going head-to-head in their first managerial tie um, as they've taken charge of those clubs, so yeah, for me, I'm sitting on the fence as well, uh, but 1-1. One, one. Uh, but let's go back to the Saturday um, or should I say the Friday even, let's start with Friday at quarter to eight on the evening. Uh, Derby entertain Cardiff, Jake. Uh, what's your thoughts and prediction for this?
1: Yeah, I think um, I'll probably go for a difficult one again. I think that Derby have not been great this year. Um, I'd probably go. I'll probably go good Cardiff
0: one nil, but it's it's a tough one to call. Yeah, I understand why you've said that. Um, for me. I'm going to go 2-1 Cardiff as well. I think, you know, after the drubbing by Brentford that they gave to Derby, I just think, you know, there's that inconsistency there with uh, Derby at the minute, who's sitting 19th. I know Cardiff haven't got off to the best start, managed to stay unbeaten, though, in their last three games. You know, Derby haven't won in five games now, and I'm not sure that they've quite found their feet yet. So with the experience and the manager, you know, Neil Warnock in charge, just think that they've got that added quality, the manager that can get a victory in this game. So like I say, I'm going to go 2-1 to Cardiff City, which then takes us into the uh, Saturday fixtures. Um, 12-30 kickoff, uh, the first game on the Saturday, which is a tough one to call again, Jake. Uh, Fulham versus West Brom. What's your thoughts on that one?
1: This is going to be a great game. Um, And I think that it's going to be one that just shows where both teams are, really. Um, West Brom, obviously, conceding a lot of goals, going away to Craven Cottage. It would be a surprise if that record came to an end. Uh, don't expect to see a West Brom clean sheet. But then with Fulham, you know, they've, they're they up in 6 they They've got a platform now. Um, but The defeat to Nottingham Forest a, a couple of weeks ago maybe showed they weren't unbeatable at home. And going away to Cardiff and getting that draw um, recovered a little bit, but... Still question marks about like this Fulham team. Uh, many of them, were, mm. many people were expecting them to to be running away at the top of the league, and uh, I'm not convinced by them yet. And it's going to be a really really interesting game. I'll, I'm going to go for a Fulham win just because I'm really not convinced by West Brom, and I think they conceded too many goals. And if you're going to Craven Cottage with you know out Cavalero, and Mitrovic uh, and Kearney, it's it's you know if you don't have a strong defense, it could could get quite embarrassing for you. I'm, I'm going to go for a a 3-0 Fulham home win and I think that we're going to I just I just think Fulham at home are a different team I think that they're going to yeah. have a lot of the ball and West Brom have just shown they can't defend so I, I think it's going to be a real wake-up call for Slav and Bilic but I, I think it's probably one we'll look back on as, as a positive West Brom of the season because I think they, they just need that one big poor result to, to really knock them Knock, knock their senses together at the back, and I think this is going to be it. I'm going to go for a, a big Fulham win, to be honest, but that's not because I think Fulham are going to be in the top two. I just think that at home, they've got, they're they going to they're going to batter some good teams this season. I just think that they've got the players to do it. It's, it's away from home that I worry about them a little bit more.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I can see why you've said that, the firepower they've got up front, and at home, you know, Fulham can, can beat anybody quite comfortably on their day. I know they can, uh, but I'm not going to go with a full win. I think, you know, West, West Brom, despite conceding goals have still impressed me going forward. Uh, I've got to, you know, mention again that they are still unbeaten. They haven't lost a game this season in six, one, three, drawn three. Um, and I think, yeah, it should be an entertaining game with, with plenty of goals. I'm, I'm not going to go for three nil Fulham because so, <laughs> I think West Brom are going to score a couple. So I'm going to go for two all in this fixture um, I know. Previously, I said that the, the uh, Leeds United Swansea fixture on the last episode will probably be plenty of goals and entertaining, and there was only one goal in that, so I could be wrong in this one as well. Uh, usually, am, but um, it'll probably be one nil as well. But no, I'm, I'm going to go for two all and say this. Yeah, it should be one of the most entertaining games of today, and and one that I'll look forward to watching the highlights of, uh, and then the final game. Uh, let's do first in the division versus tenth, which is Swansea City versus Nottingham Forest. Can, do you think Swansea will continue their good run of form and get victory in this in this fixture, Jake?
1: Nottingham Forest are a team that I still don't quite know what to make of. Um, had that win away at Fulham, which was a really impressive win, but then following that up with a, a draw against Preston, it, it's yeah, it's difficult. Know where to place some of the drawing leads early on and lost to West Brom, so I've had some really difficult fixtures. Um, mm. Haven't delivered that big performance yet, but they've never they've not never been poor either. They've just there's a lot more to come from the Forest team. Um, obviously, a lot of players in that squad. It, it can be difficult for when you manage to manage that. I think this one's going to be another. It's going to be a good test for both teams, really. I think Swansea's home advantage and, and just their momentum probably sees them to a win, but I mean, it's going to be tricky. Uh, I'm 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 not. What, I'm not going to guarantee a Swansea, and I'm going to go for it just because I think it's the most likely result. But I think it's going to be a really tricky game, and could be another one where we, we maybe see that the problems that Nottingham Forest can 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 cause for a, a team competing at the top end of the league. I think Nottingham Forest are not going to be a top three team, but I think they could easily be a a sixth to tenth team causing problems for those top top four or five. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a really interesting test. I, I, probably one, one of the ones I'd say a standout fixture of the weekend. I'd, be really, I'd like to see that one if it was on TV, but obviously it's not, but I think it's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah, I'll go to this one to win, but I have a feeling about Forest. I do think they can pull out big results. In it. It's going to be a good game.
0: Yeah, I've got to agree with every word you said there. You, you don't know what you're going to get with Forrest at the minute, although they are unbeaten in uh, five games now, uh, winning two, drawing three of those. Um, they did have that... Great victory away at Fulham uh, when Graben got that brace. Um, so yeah, that kind of proves that again. You, you don't know what you're going to get. I think you know they still need a bit of time to uh, find the feet in this division under Lamucci. Uh, but based on like what you've said, um, being at home and you know the fantastic starts of the f- season, confidence is high. Um, got players and and consistency and goals coming from all around the park um, and the international break probably came at the right time for Swansea as well just having that added rest uh, to then rebuild recoup and and, and go again until the next international break so for me and and whatever reason just a gut instinct is that I'm going to go with Swansea as well uh, simply because again with Forest there's still that question mark for me although on their day I'm sure they can go away to many teams and and beat them, uh, but I'm going to go two one Swansea City. Uh, but unfortunately, Jake, that's that for this episode. Uh, so if you just want to let people know listening um, where they can find you on Twitter, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, you can get me on Twitter as always at Jake with two ends or for EPL Index feature on the Premier League Show as well. Um, and yeah, just tweet quite a lot about anything football. So yeah, get check that out.
0: And I've been your host, at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. But more importantly, please remember to follow the show at Championship Pod, where we post each show to our pin tweet. Uh, please subscribe to the show as well. Uh, retweet and like if, if you want to. Uh, but we want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time.